When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. iHub Radio presents In This Moment with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Now, here's Toby C. Hey, how you doing? I'm Toby C. And this is our program in this moment. Welcome. Our program is about recovery. Our program is tailored for people who are experiencing some form of stress in their life. You know, are you stressed out? You know, how about if we calm down for the next 45 minutes and use our imagination? That's what this show is all about. In this moment, in this moment, there's nothing that substitutes being at peace in this moment in the present moment, to stay out of the past and the anger and the regret of the past and the anxiousness and the uncertainty of the future. There's absolutely nothing better than being firmly anchored and being at peace and being grateful in the present moment. And that's what we're going to try to do for the next 45 minutes. We're going to be talking about recovery and we're going to be using our imagination and so much of, of recovery is about the use of the imagination. And I'm going to be quoting a few publications that I'm going to make reference to a little bit later in this segment. But I must tell you that uh, the imagination is a very, very powerful tool in the, in the world of recovery. Perhaps our trouble was not that we used our imagination. Perhaps the real trouble was our almost total inability to point our imagination toward the right objectives. There's nothing the matter with constructive imagination. That's page 100 out of a publication that I'm going to make reference to in a little bit. You know, in this program, we're going to try to point our imagination toward the right objectives. This, hopefully, during this program and during recovery, the name of the game is to try to reach the exact point at which we abandon limited objectives and we move toward God's objective for us. We're going to be talking about that. But so important about this program in this moment is about creating an environment of calm and, and to feel a part of. I want you to really, really try and calm down for the next 45 minutes and keep your mind open to the subjects that we're going to be talking about in recovery. And the subject that we're going to be talking about is about fear. And boy, are we going to get into it deep. But before we get into that, <clears throat> I want to tell you that not only is it critically important that you stay calm in life and in all of your affairs, but certainly during this 45-minute this period that we're together. And I want you to know and I want you to feel and experience a couple of, of important human emotions. First of all, I want you to know that you never have to be alone again. You never have to be alone again. You never, ever have to drink or use drugs or act out again. 
I want you to know that you can get better regardless of anyone. These are really critically important messages in recovery. Not only are they important messages for the sufferer to come into contact with, the fact that the loneliness is going to end and the acting out is going to end, and that recovery is certainly possible. But one level deeper, I want you to know that someday, somehow, it is possible for you, for you, to become a messenger to somebody who is suffering and blinder, more blinder than you. And it'll be that message that you're going to be carrying to the sufferer, that they never have to be alone, that they never have to drink again, and that they can get better regardless of anyone. And the moment you become the messenger, you know, you, you will experience what happens here in recovery. And it's an incredible, incredible experience. It's a peace called serenity and sobriety. And the true peace that surpasses all comprehension happens when we turn our, our minds and our hearts out from, from within and toward our fellow man or woman who's suffering. So that's the essence of our program, In This Moment. In This Moment is a program about recovery. And recovery is about getting better and staying better. And quite often that is accomplished by simply staying in the present moment. And I'll tell you, just like you'll hear all through recovery, recovery is simple, but it's not easy. It's very simple to stay in the present moment, but it's not easy. It can be very, very difficult, especially when we're around our loved ones and our families and they want to keep bringing up the past or the uncertainty of our future. Trust me. But recovery is for people who want to stop suffering. Suffering from what? You may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. And that experience is to overcome something called fear, among other things. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Our program aims to illuminate sensitive subjects such as fear and shame, anger, guilt, abandonment. I mean, there's just so many of these immeasurable emotional and spiritual ailments that torment our frail identities. Do you feel like no one understands you? Do you feel alone? Is your life unmanageable or still unmanageable after countless visits to rehab? Well, let me tell you, this program is tailored for all those who are attempting to overcome or suffering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. While we will be talking about alcohol and alcoholism during our program, our subject and discussion is meant to have a broader appeal. Our message is a universally, universally appealing to all, to those in recovery, to those out of recovery, to those who are considering a recovery program for themselves or for others, or even for those who know nothing about recovery. Perhaps you can get something out of our program. You know, this, meant, this show is meant for people who want to recover, and I mean completely recover. And maybe that person is you. 
we are going to be this this program is tailored around the 12 step program and the genesis of the 12 step program is from the the program of alcoholics anonymous and we will be using uh, two publications during our program today as we do every day and those are going to be the publications of the big book of alcoholics anonymous simply entitled alcoholics anonymous and more fondly referred to as the big book and a sister publication called the 12 steps and 12 traditions and I want you to please, while we do make reference to these publications, and again, we're going to really be getting into it about fear, I want you to try to keep an open mind and remember that this program is for anyone and everyone attempting to overcome or failing and suffering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. You don't need to be an alcoholic or, an, or suffering from alcoholism. All you need to be is a human being who's having the identity crisis that so many of us suffer and the hopelessness and the annihilation of all worthwhile things in life that go with this hopelessness. That's what we're trying to overcome. And one of my favorite quotes from the big book is actually not in the first 164 pages, which is going to be our focus, but it's in the stories in the back. And I'll simply say this, and I quote, when I stop living in the problem, and began living in the answer, the problem went away. Did you hear that? When I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. And that's what we're going to be doing today when we talk about uh, fear. And most importantly, we're going to be talking about the fear inventory of the fourth step. Our program does try to touch on all the 12 steps in the 12-step program, and today we are going to be talking about the fourth step inventory, inventories, I should say. There's three inventories in the fourth step. There's the resentment inventory, there's the fear inventory, and there's the sex-slash-harm inventory. And today we're going to be concentrating on the fear inventory. The fear inventory, fear, the corrosive, the corrosive thread that is woven through our entire human existence. We're going to be really getting into it today, let me tell you. And as a quote, I'm going to tell you that selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles, driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. We step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us seemingly without provocation, but invariably we find that at some point in the past, we have made decisions based on self and fear, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. So when we come back, we're going to be getting into the fourth step inventory, the fear inventory here on In This Moment. I'm your host, Toby C., moment with Toby C continues now on iHub Radio. Well, we're back and we are talking about an incredibly important subject when it comes to recovery and that is overcoming fear. And um, as I mentioned, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the big book in front of me, but fear is the 
the corrosive thread that is woven through our entire human existence. And everybody suffers from it. I think we come out of the womb suffering from fear. We're survivalists. And at some point, as we mature and grow, the idea is to overcome and outgrow this fear and replace it with something called faith. Faith in a power greater than ourselves, faith in a higher power, faith in providence, faith in God, faith in Allah, faith in Yahweh, faith in anything other than ourselves. Because if you're like me, when we come into recovery, we find out that um, self-reliance has utterly and entirely failed us. And there it is. So we are now talking about step work, and we're talking about the core of the steps. We're talking about the fourth step inventory. Steps one, two, and three are the lead up to the fourth step. Step one, the admission. Step two, coming into contact and believing that a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity. And step three, the willingness, the jumping off stage. And step four is where where people in recovery, in my experience, is certainly that's where the rubber hits the road. It's in step four. And so much, I want to just proceed our subject by letting you know that the most important inventory that precedes the, the fear inventory is the resentment inventory. It is so important. The resentment inventory, so much of the resentment inventory is answering the evil three-letter question, why? The resentment inventory is about generating a list, a grudge list. And by the end of the analysis, by the end of the objective analysis, is to conclude that most of the people on our grudge list were not well to begin with. And shamefully, we have to conclude that, uh, that we're capable of mistreating people who are not well. And then comes the big why question. Why do we mistreat people who are not well? And I'm here to tell you, my friends, it's fear. It is F-E-A-R. It is fear. Fear somehow touches the, the core of, of our instinctual human needs. We are all born with the instinctual need to feel love, and we are all born with the instinctual need to want to feel secure. And we go through our lives imposing upon those around us to meet our instinctual needs for, for love and for security. And the fear happens that we fear we're not going to get any attention or fear we're not going to be getting any love, or fear that we have no purpose to exist on this earth, or fear that we're going to lose something that we have, or fear that we're not going to get something that we desire. Doesn't sound very much like staying in the present moment, does it? Our program in life and recovery, my friends, is so much about staying in the present moment, in this moment. You have to. We have to. It's a form of insanity, I'm telling you. What I do and what I've experienced with my sponsor and what I do with prospects that I work with is, first and foremost, we have to make sure that our prospect really has the desire to stop drinking, that they've lost all the fight. And as I've mentioned in previous programs, I like to grab a hold of a prospect and get into step work 
and make it very frequent and intense and thorough and final step work. And my version of intensive step work with another alcoholic is once I've qualified them that they really truly want to stop drinking and they've been given the gift of desperation and hopefully they're jittery and they want to pay attention, so I tell them to take their calendar out. <clears throat> and I make a commitment with that man or woman to go ahead, and usually a man, I make a commitment with them and I ask them for a commitment to, to give me as many back-to-back days as possible. And it doesn't matter what time of the day we meet, but the important part is that we meet as frequent as possible. And in a meeting, I call it a session. And my sessions are two hours. I don't want to be rushed, but I don't want to be burned out either. And I think two hours is a good session. And that's what we do. And we get into the step work. And it is... It's intense, it's frequent. You get a momentum going, which is nice because I'm telling you, my experience the first time around doing the fourth step and my experience in witnessing other people doing the fourth step is if you don't get the momentum and, the, and, and, and get the ball rolling, a lot of people are going to bail out at the fourth step. It is so incredibly painful to go ahead and rip the... The, the bandages off the, the pain of our past. But we must, we must take one final look at the pain of our past in order to objectively deal with it and to move on. Remember, gang, the name of the game is to stay away from shame and to move on. Don't get stuck. We've got to get out of no man's land. And the only way to get out of no man's land is to finish your house cleaning. Remember the three Remember the prescription that Dr. Bob, the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, wrote, trust God, clean house, help others. And the fourth step is so much about cleaning house. Another tool that I use, which I find very, very helpful, is if you go on the internet and you type in fourth step inventory, you'll get these things called prompt sheets, P-R-O-M-P-T, prompt sheets. There's a prompt sheet for the resentment inventory, and there's a prompt sheet for the fear inventory, and there's a prompt sheet for the seven afflictions of self, which is part of the resentment analysis. And there's also prompt sheets for the sex harm inventory, but those were a little bit confusing. But the prompt inventory, the prompt sheet for fear was very thorough. And I'm telling you, it's all on there, man. Anything you can imagine. And I'm just taking a sample from a fourth step that I just finished up with a friend of mine. I mean, it goes on and on. There's so much fear of heights, fear of insanity, fear of risk, fear of jails, fear of disapproval, fear of creditors, fear of anger and rage, fear of alcohol, fear of drugs, fear of fear, fear of economic insecurity, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of stupid people. It's all about fear, gang. I'm telling you. You know, and the idea is to go ahead and illuminate this fear once and for all, you know, so we can deal with it. Once our great president, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And that's what happens. But I'm telling you, there's something, there's something a little deeper with this fear, and we're going to be talking about it in the next segment. But right now, we're going to be... um, Right now, we're getting ready to take a break here at the bottom of the hour. And when we get into it for the next segment, we're going to be talking about the fourth 
step fear inventory in greater detail. And this, this is the aha moments. This is where it happens. And, and for people to finally realize that the only thing that was holding them back from being happy, joyous, and free was fear. You know, it's an inside job. You can't overcome fear by putting the bite on other people. It's an inside job, and it's got to come from within you. When we return after this break, we're really going to be getting into the fear inventory of the four-step step work of the 12-step program. I'm Toby C. This is our program, our program in this moment. moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide, Toby C. We're, talk- we're talking about fear today. We're talking about the 12 steps of the 12-step program. We're talking about the fourth step we're talking about one of three inventories that are in the fourth step. We're talking about the fear inventory. And it's a, it's a doozy. I'll tell you, for me, when I finally calmed down sufficiently to understand and determine how much of my life was being run by fear, I can't tell you how many of the why questions were finally answered for Toby. I'm telling you. I mean, I just didn't know why I couldn't get sober. I didn't know why I couldn't get along properly with people. I didn't know why I was constantly waking up every morning like it was another episode of Survivor. I didn't know why I was constantly irritable, restless, and discontent. And I'm telling you, when I finally finished my resentment inventory and we moved into the fear inventory, so many of the why questions were answered for me. So many. I'm going to read something to you out of page 68 from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's just three paragraphs, and it talks about fear and what we do in our fear inventory. And here's what it says. We reviewed our fears thoroughly. We put them on paper even though we had no resentment in connection with them. We asked ourselves why we had them. Wasn't it because self-reliance failed us? Self-reliance was good as far as it went, but it didn't go far enough. Some of us once had great self-confidence, but it didn't fully solve the fear problem or any other. When it made us cocky, it was worse. Perhaps there is a better way, we think so, for we are now on a different basis, the basis of trusting and relying upon God. We trust infinite God rather than our finite selves. We are in the world to play the role He assigns, just to the extent that we do as we think He would have us, and humbly rely on Him, does He enabled us 
to match calamity with serenity. He enables us to match calamity with serenity. Did you hear that? One more paragraph. We never apologize to anyone for depending upon our creator. We can laugh at those who think spirituality the way of weakness. Paradoxically, it is the way of strength. The verdict of the ages is that faith means courage. And men of faith have courage. They trust their God. We never apologize to God. Instead, we let him demonstrate through us what he can do. We ask him to remove our fears and to direct our attention to what he would have us be. At once, we commence to outgrow fear. And there's the deal. The opposite end of the spectrum of fear is faith. And so much of recovery and calming down and, and commencing to outgrow fear, you got to replace it with something, my friend. And what we learn to replace it with is faith. And as I mentioned before, it can't be faith on one's self because don't forget, self-reliance has utterly failed us. Remember? Remember that we're not the solution. We manufacture our own misery. So what are we going to do? What we're going to do and what people do who recover is they clean house and they do their inventories and they have some closure. And you may have heard the term uncover, discover, and discard. And the four-step inventory is all about uncovering. Uncovering our human frailties and our weaknesses, most of which are the main ingredient is fear. And what happens is when we complete the uncovering that happens in the four-step inventories, and in particular in the resentment and fear inventories, is we're able to do a fifth-step inventory. And the, in, the fifth-step inventory is to share with God and another person the exact nature of our wrongs. And the way I do the 12 steps with my prospects is it's intense, it's thorough, it's frequent. And by the time we're done with 40 or 50 hours worth of four-step work, there's not much left to do for a fifth step. It takes about 15 to 20 minutes. It's already all written down. The fifth step is basically a confirmation that we've been honest with God and with ourselves. And it happens when we do a thorough, thorough four-step inventory and we uncover all these ugly, objective truths about ourselves. And don't forget, there's one other little item. It's called the discard. There's nothing worse than uncovering and discovering all of our weaknesses and our human frailties and our defects and our sins and what have you. But to sit there with this newfound acute knowledge and awareness for some of us can be absolutely excruciating and overwhelming. What are we going to do with this now? You know, once we move out of denial and into awareness, you know, we slip through the trap door. We can't ever go back. And what are we going to do when we move into the realm of awareness about just how awful our life has been 
in certain periods because we were basically running on self-reliance, self-will run riot, and fear. So it's interesting. It says, getting back to the inventory, you know, we review our fear, our fears thoroughly. We put them on paper even though we had no resentment in connection with them. So what I do is I tell my prospect, you're going to get a clean sheet of paper, put fear inventory up at the top of it. And before we even go into the resentment inventory, which was just finished, we're going to go ahead and think of the most obvious fears. So I allow them to really think about what their, their core, most obvious fears are and write them down. Fear of this, fear of that. And then what I do is I get the prompt sheet out. Remember that prompt sheet I was telling you about? And you just go right down the list of all the various fears that might be out there and have them identify with them and have them write those fears down. And then the third and final analysis of the fear inventory, if they're really having trouble, is take them back to the second column of their resentment inventory. Take them back to the second column of their resentment inventory. The second column is where we set opposite each person on our grudge list, the injuries. The injuries. So if you want to look at fear, go ahead and look at the injuries that people are capable of inflicting upon you. And then if you also want to go ahead and take a real look at maybe some deep-seated fears, go back to your resentment inventory and look at the fourth column. The fourth column where we acknowledge that people on our grudge list may not be well, but we're certainly capable of mistreating people who are not well. And here's the answer to why. Why are we capable and often do mistreat people who are not well? And the answer, my friend, is fear. It's fear. It's fear. And how do we overcome fear? Well, I'll tell you, we do it by completing the objective house cleaning, which I'm describing. And by the way, I'm, I want to go ahead and kind of paint the picture a little bit in the future, even though this program is all about staying in the present moment. But I want you to know that not only are you going to commence to outgrow fear by doing your house cleaning and doing a thorough and comprehensive and honest and deep four-step inventory, but the day is going to come where you are going to be in a position to be helpful to another suffering soul. And you're going to help them overcome fear as well. And here's the old saying, the best way to overcome fear quite often is to help somebody else overcome fear. Just like I've mentioned in previous programs, the best way to overcome discouragement is to encourage somebody else. It's all about the other person. Step work is all about the other person. To be able to sit there, you know, day in and day out, hopefully back to back, and really get into reading and discussing and writing down, you know, what's eating us. That's what it's all about, gang. That's what it's all about. Let me read you a few more nuggets of fear, if I may. You know, out of the 12 and 12. All these failings generate fear, a soul sickness in its own right. 
then fear, in turn, generates more character defects. Unreasonable fear that our instincts will not be satisfied drives us to covet the possessions of others, to lust for sex and power, to become angry when our instinctive demands are threatened, to be envious when the ambitions of others seem to be realized while ours are not. We eat, drink, and grab for more of everything than we need, fearing we shall never have enough. And with genuine alarm at the prospect of work, we stay lazy. We loathe and procrastinate, or at best work grudgingly and under half steam. These fears are the termites that ceaselessly devour the foundation of whatever sort of life we try to build. Amen on that. You know, when you get into the, uh, into the steps and the four step and the 12 and 12, uh, they do highlight something called the seven deadly sins. The seven deadly sins of pride, greed, lust, anger, gluttony, envy, and sloth. And interestingly enough, fear is not one of the seven deadly sins. In fact, I don't even think fear was one of the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not have fear. I don't think so. But there it is, man. It's the basic breeder of most human difficulties is fear. So fear is a combination of many different things for, for me. I can imagine that anger definitely drives a lot of my fear. We're as capable of that. And envy. Oh, my. Envy was a big one for me to get over. That was a big why question for me. Why do they have that and I have not? Why are they normal and I'm not? Why can they drink like a gentleman and I become a hot mess? I don't know. But it's okay, you know. Like I said, the, 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 the solution to fear is faith. And by the way, I'm going to tell you that so much of being at peace with things that we fear is called living with unresolved difficulties. Living with unresolved difficulties. To be at peace and to have less than we want, but to know deep down in our hearts that, that all that we really need is being provided for us is a sense of faith and calm and it's a satisfaction that can eclipse fear. But it happens in a spiritual condition, a spiritual condition of calm, a spiritual condition of staying again in the present moment and staying out of fear. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. There's just so much, my friend, on fear. And all I can tell you is do not be discouraged. Do the steps with a sponsor or find somebody to do the steps with and be their sponsor. Be their guiding light and help them to outgrow fear at once. We'll be back for our final segment. This is Toby C. In this moment... In a world of overstimulation, you've arrived in a safe and calming space. This is In This Moment with Toby C. on iHub Radio. 
Well, we've really had a, a great program. We've been talking about probably the core inventory of the core step in the 12-step program. We've been talking about the fourth step inventory, and in particular, the fear, the fear inventory. And, um, and it is all about overcoming fear. And I want you to know the best way to overcome fear is to be there and to be helpful to somebody else overcoming fear. The moment we get out of ourselves and we stay just parked in this moment, you know, we can really be helpful to somebody overcoming fear. Stay out of the past and stay out of the future and just stay anchored right here and work with somebody. Get a hold of somebody. Get a hold of a jittery prospect. Don't let them get better. Catch them while they're still jittery. Don't work with them if they are really drunk, but you might have to work with them if they're under the influence. Their spirit is possessed. They need somebody like you. But the beautiful part about doing the 12 steps with another person is to experience you know, life taking on a new meaning to watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. Amen on that. You know, I am... I'm so thankful and grateful to be alive and I try to pay it forward by, by, by being a messenger. I go to my home group six days a week, 7 a.m., and I try to carry a couple of, of encouraging, loving words to a suffering newcomer. And every now and then a newcomer comes up to me and says, Hey, Toby, I really enjoyed your share. You know, will you sponsor me? You know, and then it happens. And then it happens. Take a hold of your prospect and get them in to the 12 steps. And experience helping this prospect keep an open heart. And the open heart starts with having an open mind. And an open mind starts with really being calm and being able to experience and contemplate everything that's within the the realm of possibility. But it's so important to keep an open mind to really what's going on about us. You know, maybe the person attacking you or mistreating you. You know, maybe it's not all about you. Maybe this person is not well. Maybe they're not well. And it only happens in a calm spiritual condition where we can take a step back and say, okay, what's going on here? What's going on here? That's the essence of recovery. To pause. To pause when agitated. To stay out of impulsive, extreme behavior. That's the name of the game. And all of this new behavior does not come automatically, my friends. It comes when we clean house. When we clean house. And so much of our our publications, again in this program, the 12-step program, is to give us some guidance so we can clean house 
and we can open up our minds and we can open up our hearts and God can enter us and expel this obsession. Check this out on page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. That's the step work. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Interestingly enough, did you notice how this said, as you trudge the road of happy destiny? It doesn't say the road to happy destiny. In other words, my friend, this is about as good as it's going to get. There ain't no happy destiny that we're on the road to. This is it. You're in the middle of it. And make the most out of it. And I'm telling you, if you want to really enjoy life and, and, and enjoy this road of happy destiny, enjoy it with another human being. Enjoy it. Enjoy the experience of, of, of throwing out the life preserver to somebody who's drowning and, and tug on the line and bring them to safety and bring them to safety. You know, that's the miracle of it. We are not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. You know, temptation is about fear. To overcome fear is to overcome temptation. And to overcome temptation is about being delivered from evil. You know, you don't need to die and, and worry about whether or not you're going to go to heaven or hell. A lot of us experience hell right here on earth. We don't need to go there. We need to leave there. We need to find a wonderful, peaceful, loving place. And that's, and that's in the care and well-being of God's will. So I hope, you, I hope you got something out of our program today. Remember, please, please pay attention to another suffering soul. It's about love. It's about really paying attention to somebody who's suffering and being willing to dedicate the time and the attention you know, to bring them to safety. We feel as, we, as though we've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. That's what it's all about. To participate in helping somebody feel as though they've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. And it happens when we turn ourselves outward and we practice the spiritual principles of the 12-step program with another suffering soul. Thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Toby C., for our program in this moment. And may God bless you and keep you until then.